WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. On this August 20th, 2023, Sunday evening, Dominic Carter here with you. Boy, do we have a lot to get to. Hour number two. Hour number two will deal with Trump, and he says no debate. He won't be there. The others will be at the debate in Milwaukee. Mr. Trump will not. We'll deal with that at midnight. This first hour, the migrant issue, the migrant issue. And I am stating for the record tonight, right now, thank you, SUNY Buffalo State. Thank you, SUNY Buffalo State. For telling the truth, somebody finally did the right thing, booting migrants from dorms over school safety concerns as one critic is criticizing the move as prejudice. Basically, SUNY Buffalo State told the migrants You don't have to go, but you can't stay here. You don't have to go, but you can't stay here. And I am stating, in fact, you need to go home. And if you want to come back home, of course, being your your country of origin, and if you want to come back, fine, come back, but do so legally. We'll get to that in just a second. Also, Curtis Lewa is about to join me live. Uh, he was arrested again today, the second time. Next week, he's planning to uh, travel to uh, Gracie Mansion. But I do want to start out as it relates to a, uh, a fire situation and uh, two major fires today, sending uh, three young children who were left alone and ten firefighters to the hospital. Three young kids left alone, Brooklyn apartment, seriously hurt, when a fire erupted inside the home just as a massive blaze engulfed an entire borough block about five miles away. So hopefully those members of the FDNY will be uh, fine, and and thank you for your courageous service and what you have done trying to, not trying to, actually saving these kids' lives. So there's an arrest, an arrest. A teen migrant has been arrested in a sex assault, strangling an 11-year-old Texas girl whose body was found under the bed. Hundreds protested on the migrant issue as it relates to a new migrant site at the uh, former uh, senior citizen home 
uh, and Curtis Lewa, the Staten Island uh, nursing home. He's going to join me live uh, in just a second. And, of course, we're going to open up the phone lines right now on this Sunday evening, 800-848-WABC. Our number one, the migrant issue, a lot of things going on, 800-848-9222. Again, the number to reach us, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. SUNY Buffalo State. Booting migrants from dorms over school safety concerns. Now, the kids are about to come back to college. Can someone say to me with a with a straight face that you should have unvetted uh, migrants in the dorm with these kids coming back to school with mommy and daddy paying anywhere between thirty and forty thousand dollars a year? for you to receive a uh, education at the state university and migrants are su- of course they're not supposed to be there we'll get to that in just a second but i want to start with the uh, protest uh, my colleague is here with me uh Curtis Lewa so Curtis you were arrested again today correct yes this is uh, number 79 and uh, my best arrest yet because as you had mentioned and this is incomprehensible Eric Adams' uh, henchmen, because they really were henchmen in this case, uh, surveyed this building, which had been a senior citizen home for quite some time in Midland Beach. On Friday, before Eric Adams uh, traveled to Israel for a week, he said we would never possibly ever put migrants in a floodplain area. Midland Beach was wiped out during Superstorm Sandy. It's right there on the south shore of Staten Island. Everybody knows that was wiped out. So, again, it's do as I say, but not as I do. And there is so much misinformation that this mayor and city hall is uh, putting out about the illegal aliens. That's why we're taking matters into our own hands. We don't trust city hall. We don't trust the governor's office. We certainly don't trust uh, the president of the United States. I don't even think he's in control of his mental faculties at this point in terms of knowing which border we're talking about. But we have decided that's it. We don't have any politicians at our rallies, neither Republicans or Democrats. We know all they do is come to give speeches, and then they don't even have a plan or anything to do as a follow-up. Just, I want to be heard on this issue. I'm an elected official. Well, guess what? You can talk to yourself in your house in your bathroom. So so how many times are you going to do this, Curtis? How many times are you going to go get arrested? Well, next uh, Sunday... Two o'clock in the afternoon, everybody is welcome. So are you, Dominic. Uh, we're taking over Gracie, Gracie Mansion. It's going to be occupied Gracie Mansion. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that you're going to the mayor's official residence? But he's never there, Dominic. He's never at Gracie Mansion. And if push came to shove, brother to brother, if you picked up the phone and say, Eric, I understand you're never kicking back at Gracie Mansion. Now, I know... Uh, the previous mayor was always laid up on the back porch with Charlene smoking the Maui Waui and Hindu Kush at 10 o'clock at night. Everybody knows that. But truly, he's never there. Remember, he made the offer. He said, look, we've got Spacey Gracie Mansion. We'll set up uh, an operation to take care of some of the illegals, but they won't let me do it. What do you mean? Who's the they? You're the freaking mayor. 
But I'm but I'm sure the police. It's a, an intelligence division. It's a secure location. Well, uh, why are you looking at me well, like that? Because you've been to Gracie Mansion for yes. cultural events, yes. and when they think there might be inclement weather, they have a tent on grounds. Yes. They yes. could house 250 people if you put cots in there. Yes. And what a great view. You get to see the East River. <laughs> you get to see Astoria, Hell's oh, Gate boy. in the distance. Oh, boy. I mean, come on. He's got to oh, do his fair okay. share. Okay. You know what, Curtis? I, I like to let people uh, talk to you directly because God only knows what you're going to say to their questions. Now, now, wait a second. Go I ahead. never talked to God. Eric Adams <laughs> talked to God. What do you mean God only knows? Only Eric Adams knows because he has conversations with God. So God won't answer my phone calls. So are you telling me the mayor's race is officially underway already? Well, of course it's already underway. He left. He abandoned ship. He had no business leaving in this emergency. I am in exile on the island of Manhattan. You remember Napoleon on the, in exile on the island of Elba. He left. I declared myself mayor. And I'm dealing with this illegal alien situation because, remember, remember what he said recently. He said, you can't blame me any longer. It's not my problem. You, the people, have to deal with it. Well, he abandoned ship. He leaves. He's not involved in the situation. So we're taking matters into our own hands. Forget government. Forget these politicians, Dominic. I'm tired of hearing them give speeches. We have a policy now. No politicians. And notice, we're getting stuff done. We're getting stuff done. We're saying, hey, come give a speech. Hey, I want to go first. And what did you say? You said nothing. Well, you know, we spent five hours writing this speech. You know, I got professional speech writers. Who's paying for them? The taxpayers. Oh, you mean us? That was a lousy speech. You should get your money back. Well, you are going to be at Gracie Mansion next Sunday. But you and, and by the way, let's go ahead and open the phone lines officially. We see all the calls coming in. Some of the people that were with you today yes. uh, uh, at the rally today, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Curtis Lewa is joining me for a few minutes, kind enough to do so. Second time being arrested uh, today. So now uh, you have to know, Curtis, that... If anybody is not going to be permitted to get next to Gracie Mansion on direct orders of the mayor, it will be Sir Curtis Lewa. They are not, the police are not going to allow you to upstage them at Gracie Mansion. So how are you going to do this? But I have experience, as you know, Dominic, my 77th arrest. See, see, I can remember almost all of them. My 77th arrest, I was the chairman of the New York State Reform Party, and I had to serve Bill de Blasio papers that Judge ordered me to serve him. I remember. I served Tish James, uh, who was public advocate at the time. No problems. Scott Stringer, the controller, no problems. I showed up at Gracie Mansion with Nancy. We were there at 730. The security said he doesn't get up till 9. He doesn't get up till 9 o'clock. I said, okay, I'll wait. Uh, and he, he said, the security officer in charge, the police officer said, yeah, people come by here from time to time and serve him with court-ordered papers. No problem. I'm sure he'll take it. Well, he comes out at 930 with Charlene in tow. He's going, you know, to the Park Slope Y and, you know, work on his uh, traps and, you know, his isometrics and calisthenics. And then afterwards go across the street for a croissant and a cup of coffee, get to City Hall at 12, take a nap in the basement, and finally start doing the mayor's work at 1. So he saw me and he said, no, 
he's to be arrested. And so I stood in front of his tricked-out SUV, and remember Tiananmen Square, the Chinese guy who stood in front of the T2 tank? I stood in front of the SUV. I wouldn't let it move. And believe it or not, for that, they locked me up. That was my 77th arrest. Well, that, that officially, that's, that's uh, blocking governmental operations. Why? He was snapping in the SUV. <laughs> he wouldn't have known the difference. Dominic, this guy never worked. I mean, look, Bill de Blasio was lazy and corrupt for eight years. But your homeboy, Eric Adams, is crazy and corrupt in less than two years. What happened, Curtis? You, a lot of people want to uh, get through to you, but what what happened with the mayor's? Uh, uh, because I haven't gotten an official story yet. He had a uh, fundraiser that was canceled in Martha's Vineyard before he jetted off to uh, to Israel. What well, happened? A lot of people, Dominic, don't realize that Martha's Vineyard in August is Chocolate Island. Martha's Vineyard. It, it seems like it's always Chocolate Island, except for Larry David. You know, Larry David runs around there. Remember, the illegals were flown in by DeSantis on those Leah jets. For about 12 hours. Right. They had a party. They were gone. Hold, right. Poof. They were holding signs that said, this is the greatest moment of our life, entertaining all of you. And then Larry David and the others said, you see those coach buses? Get your butts on there. Go to Nantucket and don't come back here. Oh, they're really friendly towards the illegals. But Eric Adams had this big soiree set up with some of the most influential African-Americans on the East Coast because they like to summer in Martha's Vineyard towards the end of August. Your friend Spike Lee, 40 Acres in a Mule. They're all my friends. Yeah, your other friend Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. They're all down there in August partying. And they got money. Do you realize they canceled the fundraiser because they couldn't get anybody to attend? That's what I thought the issue they was. They couldn't get any. That is and, not a good and, sign. And it's a reflection that he's not as popular as uh, as he thinks he is in his own mind. That's why I am the mayor in exile. I'm ready. I'm ready for Gracie Mansion. So I'm going to sample what it's like next weekend when I get okay, arrested. So, so, so if you're elected, will you stay in Gracie Mansion? Will you live in Gracie Mansion? Doggone right. I got all those cats. <laughs> I need a bigger place for them. Come on, Dominic. I need places for the litter boxes. Oh, my God. Oh my. <laughs> You've been in Gracie Mansion. I've been in Many Gracie times. Mansion. Yes. yes. You know, and and on- you are correct. Down at City Hall, the mayor has a unofficial apartment in the basement of his office. It has a shower facility, an office, a couch. You can nap. You can, it's almost like a real apartment right hey, underneath, some of those, right underneath some his Some of office. those mayors have been serviced down there by their gumadas. I'm not going to mention yeah, any names. I, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I want to take one or two phone yes, calls yes. before you go. Let's, uh, let's begin with, uh, Lisa. Lisa in Brooklyn. Good evening, Lisa. You're talking to Dominic Carter and, of course, Curtis Lewa. Hi. I think you're both great. I just want you to know, and also, Curtis, besides going to Greasy Mansion, go to the governor's house and go to Biden's house. And I think it's disgusting how they're arresting you. You are not a criminal. I live in Brooklyn now, and believe me, there are criminals here, and they don't even look at them. They don't even get a slap on the wrist. Do not arrest people like you or Trump. I don't really care about his what he says. I didn't even vote for him, but he's well, not a criminal. I, I, I will tell, tell you, Lisa, I've already <laughs> been to the governor's mansion at Eagle Street. This is when Andrew Evilized Cuomo exited left. He left, but he left behind El Capitan. 
As you know, that was his part husky, part German Shepherd dog. But he has his dog now. Yeah, but he wasn't neutered at the time. So here's me and Nancy going up to the gate saying, we're here to tell, take El Capitan. This poor black state trooper, El Capitan was humping his leg and nipping at his heels. And he said, take him, take him, Curtis. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the phone rang. And it was that uh, Araposa, the spokesperson for... Yes. said, do not give it to Curtis. The governor is coming back from the Hamptons to pick up El Capitan. This is the problem. Like with the German shepherds that uh, President <laughs> Biden has, you had Cuomo with El Capitan. They don't give them a, a snip and a tuck. They don't actually neuter them. So these dogs are horny all the time like their owners. Mm. Mm. I, I mean, look, I, 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 don't like know, dog, I don't know how to follow that. Like one. Andrew evilized Cuomo, like German uh, Shepherd, uh, like uh, Joe uh, Biden. Uh, uh, see, no evil here, no evil. Let's go to Michael Line 7 in New Jersey. Michael, you're talking with Dominic and Curtis Lewa. Dominic, Curtis, uh, congratulations on standing up for what's right. Congratulations for getting yourself arrested. For standing up for what's right. And as for this governor of New Jersey, it's a referendum on his second term. Well, I got to tell you, let me be very specific with you, Dominic, who are very Jersey-centric. As you know, Murphy is always half in the bag, smashed. I mean, he can barely. Just do me a favor. Please know Bobby Menendez right now. Why? Let, He's let, on the cusp see, of being see, indicted. I, see, I knew you were going He there. loves you, so, Dominic. Oh, when he go. was on trial, he, here we federal go. trial in Newark, he would, he would look out to the massive number of paparazzi. Where's Dominic? Dominic. No, we're not starting till Dominic gets here. And he did that all the time. He did. He said he did. you were his lucky charm. Maybe I was. But this time you're not going to this a trial. I'm not covering the U.S. Trial. Southern District. He's on his own. So probably Frank Morano will go. He was at all the Gotti trials, the Gambino trials. Have gangster will travel with Frank Morano. Are you still, Curtis, messing with those uh, mobsters? Please do oh, me a favor. Oh, please. I hate them with a passion. Look, so I was in, still at it? I was in Staten Island oh. where if I swung a dead cat around my head, every fifth person I hit would be a mobster choking on his lobster. Uh-oh. My wife, Nancy, is going to be very offended at that imagery that's that right. I created. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, you do know where I live at. It's, it's dark. There are no lights. And, well, you know. The lawn jockey is white. In Pomona. <laughs> Linda, Linda, and I, you know, some of the people were at your rally, and I've got to let yeah, you go, Curtis, but, yeah. but, but, but Linda, Linda, Long Island, you're talking with Dominic Carter and Curtis Lee. Yes. Go right ahead, Linda. Yes, I know. I want to, first I have to, have to say, I know you're both married, but I only call you two. Okay. No Look, we're not, no we're not, uh, no, we're, Linda, we're not sharing you. It's either one or the other. I'm sorry. No, I don't. No, I want you both. I like you both. Okay, quick. <laughs> I don't want to hold you. Okay. I just want to know, a friend of mine lives on Hillside Avenue near Creedmoor. And um, did that stop now? Is that the end of it? They're not going to have any more coming in there? No, there's 200, there are 200 single able-bodied young men in the tent. They're supposed to house a thousand. They've had some problems. As you know, two of the nights, Thursday and Friday, there was a heavy rain, heavy downpour while people were sleeping, and the tents didn't hold up that well. They were in there with their mops and buckets. They're trying to figure out what to do. 
uh, because uh, inclement weather, that those are not tents that you use with inclement weather. They're tents you put up in the desert where it never rains, except in Southern California where, where Hurricane Hillary is smashing all those trendoids, freakazoids, and jet setters as we speak. Does your energy ever go down? Never, never. Until the day I die, there'll be plenty of time to sleep when I'm dead. And enough people want to kill me to satisfy <laughs> satisfy that desire. Mm. Norman in Brooklyn uh, was stating uh, the last time you joined me that he was going to be there with you. And Norman on line three apparently was at today's rally. Is that accurate, Norman? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. I went up to Curtis and I said... Uh, I'm Norman from Canarsie. Shook hands. I've I've, I've met him. And, and, quite a bit and in the what past. and what did Curtis say? Curtis said, "Thank you for coming." And then he got locked up, Norman. No, not yet. No, no, no. Before he got locked up, there was a lot of speech making. There was probably I'd like to say that the, the, the couple of hundred was an incorrect. I would say there was at least a thousand people there. I mean, there was a lot of people there. And Norman, and, uh, how was Frank Morano's speech? Frank Morano's speech was great, and I love you, Curtis. But I have to make a slight correction. He was wearing an Uncle Floyd shirt, not a Pink Floyd shirt. Not that there's anything wrong with Pink Floyd, but that was Uncle Floyd, Curtis. Uncle Floyd, that guy's a funny duddy. He, he's Frank Morano. Hey, Frank. Frank, Frank, come here a second. Come come join us for a second. That's here. right. Come join us, Frank. You were magnificent. Now, now, you finally minute. showed now, up. Now, wait a Frank. minute. Now, now, Curtis, you got to be on your best behavior. Yes. Right? Frank mm-hmm. is here. All right? Hey, Frank, you got an afro, man. Hey, yeah, I know. I'm overdue for a haircut. <laughs> so how was it? It was really incredible. I mean, first of all, the breadth of the crowd was uh, was substantial. The enthusiasm for the people that are going in the middle of a beautiful summer day when they could have been anywhere at the beach or doing anything else, I, I thought it was uh, really impressive. And uh, it was a diverse crowd, you know, not just uh, not just uh, ideologically, but in terms of age, in terms of gender. There were people there in their forties, people there in their fifties, sixties, and um, it was really a special moment. I thought Curtis was terrific as always, and I'm glad he got uh, out of out of the uh, Huskow in time to do his radio program. So now, Frank, what did it look like? So he he just stops talking, and then and then the, are the police watching him the entire time? How, how, how does well, it... my sense was, and I, I you know Curtis can speak to this, but my sense was the police were not at all adversarial uh, to any anybody that was there. They, you know, if you're going to break the law, whether it's obstructing traffic or anything else, they're going to arrest you. But they, I didn't get the sense that they had any sort of beef with what we were doing at all. Oh, remember, they wear body cameras now. They get watched closely. So up until the time we got into the precinct where they did the paperwork, they had to be very official. The moment they turned off their cameras, yo, what's up? You my mayor. Yeah, get that guy in two years. Taking selfies. The moment the body cams went back on, yes, Mr. Sleewa, what was that address again? <laughs> So, Frank, are you going to be at the Gracie Mansion protest? Yeah, or, come or, on, Frank. We'll see. Get arrested with me. I, I am Staten Island's favorite son. Right, I, I, right, I go to right. the events on Staten Island. Come on. Uh, we'll see. Bring Carmine. We'll get him arrested his first time. <laughs> hey, 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 Norman, you, you've got me, Frank Morano, and Curtis Slewa. Well, go ahead. I'm going to take one more call after you, and then I need I to let both of these guys like go. I say that it, it wasn't only Curtis who was arrested. 
I do believe Scott Lobato. I had some friends who call themselves the guardians of divinity, my friend Deanna, my friend Brad, and I believe Mitch, and they were arrested also. At least I saw them going into the paddy wagon. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was an effective protest, and I'll see you, Curtis, next Sunday at 2 p.m. at Gracie Mansion. Yeah, come on, Frank. Bring Carmine. We'll no, see. He's no, in we, the New York Times today. I can't besmirch oh, his reputation. Wait, wait, wait. His son is in the Times yeah, today? there's an article about the Brooklyn Cyclones, and they took uh, they took our picture as he was running the bases, and uh, and it's his first uh, first newspaper. Well, wait a second. Does John Katsimatidis uh, know that you were at the enemy's game, the Brooklyn Cyclones in Coney Island we, we, instead of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks? Well, we were at the Ferry Hawks game the day before. We were scoping out one of his apartments across oh, oh, the okay. street. That's oh, oh all right. Yes. That's good. That's good. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay, so let's see here. Let's go to uh let's go to before we uh before we let you guys go, let's go to um let's go to Michael, line two, New Jersey. Michael, good evening. You're talking to Dominic, Frank Marano, and Curtis Lewa. Curtis, God bless you. You are the best, but the problem is you're fighting a losing battle because the city is dead. You know it is. Like you you said once the people leave, they're not coming back. That means the white people and the people who think the way Dominic thinks. What's left in the city are the super progressive liberals who vote. I, I wish, I really, really wish for nothing more than for you to become mayor, but it's not going to happen. You're fighting something that you cannot win. Well, well, let me make mention that I'm used to fighting many battles. I got married the first time. I fought that battle the second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to Wait, fighting battles. You're up to five? Of course. Four and a half. Four and a half. Make that five. <laughs> This is the keeper, though, Nancy. Nancy's the keeper. Nancy's the keeper. She's the only one who can tolerate me. Mm. I'm mm. tough. I'm tough stuff. Wait, wait, wait. What, what was his line, Curtis' line from you? This is the life that we have chosen. That's, That's right. Movie, right. It's from the Godfather right. part, exactly. too. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and you did your little mannerism the other day. You said, hmm, when you said all the other hosts should, should learn from you. Exactly. You, you know, yeah, you know, because all they want to talk about is Trump, God, <laughs> Biden sucks, and Hunter Biden left his cocaine in the White House. I hear that every day, repeated nonstop. I can go around, get a sandwich and a bowl of soup, and come back. Trump is God, Biden sucks, and Hunter Biden left his cocaine in the White House. So, Frank, how do you follow up with that? I mean, think of what an easy transition it's going to be when we're all replaced by AI, right? You just have to program it to play three things, and you say those three things, and that's, exactly. uh, that's that. Well, wait, will my version be African-American or, or no? 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 No, in fact, you sound white, and I sound black. Here we go. Am I, am I right? If people Frank, didn't know go. us, assume oh if people did not know who Dominic Carter Frank, was in courtesy when you just please. said, listen to these You're two guys, own, pick the black man. <laughs> you asked for this second hour. They would say, oh, it's got to it. be Curtis, because Curtis is the name of a black guy. <laughs> Curtis Lewa, Frank Morano, thank you guys for uh, for joining us. And and, uh, and Curtis Lewa. Come on, Dominic. I, I, Curtis Lewa, I think you need more airtime, uh, you know, because your your energy level. You know, Frank and I are shot. We're ready to call it a night Come now. on, come on. Get arrested with us. Carmike's mm. going to get arrested with me. Mm, no, no, no. Thank you very much, Curtis Lewa. 
A lot going on. Curtis Lee arrested again today. He says he's taking uh, Gracie Mansion next uh, Sunday. Uh, I don't see the NYPD letting Curtis Lee get near the mayor's residence. It, it's it's blocked off anyway. But I don't even see him getting past the uh, perimeter. We'll see. And of course, Frank Morano comes up at. Um, at 1 a.m. this morning, the other side of midnight, we are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. I am proud of the people up at SUNY Buffalo State. They said the kids are coming back for college. Migrants, you have got to go. Bye-bye. Folks, they can come back into the country, but please, and they're still going to be here. But if you're going to come back, do so the legal way. We are going to take a break. We're taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We will be right back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Sunday evening. The situation in Texas, think about this if you are a parent. A migrant, a migrant. Nabbed, charged, sexually assaulting, allegedly, and fatally strangling an 11-year-old Texas girl. Then, if that wasn't enough, according to police, he stuffed her body, he stuffed her body in a laundry bag under her bed. An 11-year-old girl. And the 18-year-old suspect was, uh, was, was on the lam for, uh, nearly a week after this horrific August 12th assault of little Maria Gonzalez. And police caught up with him in Louisiana on Saturday, and he apparently confessed. The suspect who crossed the U.S. border with Mexico in January self-surrendered to authorities and was cut loose again. So he's got a history with this, but he's been charged with a capital murder and is awaiting extradition back to Texas. Here is what police officials had to say. As investigators were processing the crime scene, okay, one thing they found was a key in the apartment. Um, that key has been um, crucial in um, helping us uh, move this case forward. 
Um, the investigators at the process of the key um, found out that the key did not go to the victim's apartment and so started um, checking other apartments and we found that it uh, opened another apartment there in the apartment complex. Um, as the first responders uh, made the scene on Saturday and the investigators uh, followed them up, uh, they began interviewing uh, neighbors um, in the apartment complex, other witnesses, um, and as part of that um, was the interview here at the person of interest. I can't get over the fact of what he allegedly did to this girl, 11 years old, and the key that you heard police talking about there, her father left for work around uh, 9.45 a.m. that day on the day of his daughter's murder, and about 15 minutes later, he received a text from the girl stating someone was knocking on their door. The dad told her not to open the door because she was home alone. He repeatedly called her back, the father, after that, but the girl did not answer. Her father returned home and made the gruesome discovery. And so police had interviewed the suspect, but then he disappeared and told his roommate he was leaving town for a job. And this 11-year-old Texas girl, her body was found stuffed in a laundry bag under her bed. Let's go to Gary. Gary in New Hampshire. Good evening, Gary. What's on your mind? I'm going to comment on that in a second, but I told you, producer, I'm 60 years old, and you are by far... The, the the one radio guy who takes rapid-fire phone calls like crazy, I will always listen to you. I can't stand when nobody takes our phone calls. You do rapid-fire. I give you the highest uh, compliments. Well, thank you, Gary. That's very kind of you to state. What else is on your mind this evening? Well, let's face the facts. We're talking about a migrant uh, 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 killed this 11-year-old girl, right? Yes, allegedly, okay. according to what police say. Okay. Now, officially, what is a migrant that's now a United States citizen who was a migrant now is a, a citizen, correct? No, wait, say, say that again, Gary. You said a migrant is what? A migrant is now a U.S. Uh, citizen where they used to be a migrant, but we call them migrants because they just entered the country, correct? No, I'm, I, 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 I'm, it's not a U.S. citizen, Gary. I, I don't know if you're – but anyway, what, what's your point, Gary? Well, what I'm trying to say is this. Uh, all these people are, are trying to enter and so forth, right? Yes. Let's face the facts. We didn't vote on this. The government did, uh, the Biden administration and so forth. My question is to, to you, and I'm going to hang up on this note, is is with all these atrocities that are happening, women being raped, sexually assaulted, everything, families being invaded by these migrants in their home, whether it's San Diego, California, or Texas, shouldn't the government be sued for this? The ones who started us, and thank you. Well, thank you for the call, and thank you for your comment, uh, Gary. One, the nerve of politicians in, in most cases, in, in many cases, they have immunity. Uh, certainly district attorneys do, where, where it's almost impossible to sue them, and you have to go through a backdoor route, make a left turn, go 15 blocks. You, you get the point that I'm trying to make. It's, it's, I mean, if, 
this 11-year-old girl, and, and this is one of the reasons why these people, need, and I said these people, I said it, need to be thoroughly vetted. We don't know who or what is coming into the country. This man got up and went to work and left his 11-year-old daughter, and this whatever knocks on the door because he dropped his key somehow. I don't know how his key got into her apartment, but this rocket scientist didn't realize that sooner or later the police were going to check the keys, and when the keys don't match up for that apartment, they're obviously going to come to where it matches up. Boom, that's how you got the arrest. An 11-year-old girl, 11-year-old girl. This baby has not even started living her life yet. She's not even a grown woman yet. And she was stuffed into a bag under her own bed. But I am proud of the people up at SUNY Buffalo State because they are saying that we are not going to have a situation like that. They had 44 migrants in their dorms, but parents, and parents rightfully so, raised concerns over student safety. And the college said, listen, you got to go. This relationship is over. You have got to go. The interim school president, Bonilla Durant, said in a statement, we want to ensure the best learning possible learning environment for our students and smooth functioning of our university operations. Of course, they got to go. Now, remember, up in uh, the Buffalo area, they just recently had two uh, migrants charged in separate sexual assault cases. Not one, but two. And I am telling you, folks, that Republicans now have a clear issue even perhaps stronger than the crime issue Republicans have that Democrats are dropping the ball. And you know who also made that point today? The former governor of New York State, David Patterson, he appeared on the Cats Roundtable with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, making the case that the migrant issue could blow up in the face of the White House and some Democrats. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, he wanted to prove a point, and I think he did prove a point. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Well, um, I think as we get into September, October, November, the same discussion that we've had is just going to intensify, and it does not seem to be any willingness or ability on the part of the federal government who stuck this problem on us. And I really uh, uh, think it, it was out of line and uh, it is could it in some ways backfire when other cities have the same problem as New York City, that there might be a kind of city versus country revolt, which we probably need at this point, because uh, I think most people are very sympathetic to the plight of the migrants and would like to help. But as in any situation, you know, even when you're giving to charities, you give as much as you can, not as much as they think you should. And 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 we've hit that tipping point. Mayor Adams said that about a week ago, and we're getting even farther into it. 
former Governor David Patterson appearing with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, uh, this morning on the Cats Roundtable. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, uh, I, I saw this interesting uh, interview Mr. Katsimatidis did on the Fox Business Channel talking about a potential recession. We'll hear that coming up in the next hour, in about 15 minutes from now, as well as the Trump decision. He was not joking around. And if you're former President Trump, you have zero incentive or need to be included in Wednesday's debate in Milwaukee. And he has officially said now that he will not be there. And there's strong indication from the former president that he is not going to do any of the Republican debates. We're going to continue with the migrant issues issue. Plus we're going to deal with the issue of the uh, upcoming debate Wednesday in Milwaukee among the uh, Republican uh, candidates. Let's go to Mike in Myrtle beach. Good evening, Mike. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. You know, I was, I was just getting ready to fade out. I tuned into your show. And uh, Curtis, you and uh, the other guy, uh, Frankie. Frank Morano, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, um, Dominic, like you said, um, if that's not the most nauseating, sickening story that I heard on the radio today with that 11-year-old girl. You and I are both fathers, Mike. And so it, it's, right. it's it's fathers and, and fathers of daughters. Exactly right. My daughter's 33. She's a middle school teacher in Suffolk County. Um and my son's 28, Cortland, wide receiver. He's in law enforcement now. And you know what, Dominic? It's nauseating, but I'll tell you what. All the callers that applaud you for the job you do, I'm one of those. Because you tell it like it is. You tell it like it is. And i got to give a shout-out to Curtis. I'm, you know, I've been listening to him for 30-some-odd years, and we're talking music all night and this and that. I said, Curtis, you use my expression on the radio. That's my expression, Caucasian persuasion. Where's my drum? <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, I raised the glass, and I always enjoy listening to your show. I'm glad I didn't fade out early tonight. And you know what? Other people who work behind the microphone and radio should take a page from your book, Dominic. All well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say, Mike. Thank you, and I'm so glad, too, that you didn't fade out and that you're staying with us. Thank you. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Let's now go to Alex in Brooklyn. Good evening, Alex. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Thanks for taking the call. And by the way, and what Governor Peterson was mentioning about how it can affect, or you were talking about how it's going to affect the election, this is going to be the first, you know, general election and midterm election where Democratic voters have actually, from the last election till this election, felt the ramifications of having this open border because it's the first time that these migrants have been sent to democratic states and cities. Um, and before that it was, it was only in Republican border states and cities. Now before the midterm, you had some of these migrants, but now is really when Democrats are feeling it with the amount of illegal immigrants we're having in here, the amount of money we're spending on them and the way, and, and I think it's, the, the the story you mentioned in Texas is a very important one, uh, and people should think about it. And I hope that, you know, I think a lot of Democrats are thinking, well, this is one case out of a lot of them. And, you know, don't paint with a broad brush. The majority of them are good people. But here's what you need to understand. We have no idea who these people are. They don't come in with identification. They just come in here. A lot of them are good. That's the truth. But 
you have people coming from dangerous countries, people that are brainwashed. You know, there could be entire terrorist organizations that has gotten into the United States and we would never know about that. Now, just because they haven't acted out yet is maybe because they're getting more people in here as we speak. We have all this cocaine coming in here. We can feel bad for the good people. And there are a lot of good people that, I, you know, they're going through difficult times in different countries across the world that are coming through the southern border. But we have to know how much are we sacrificing for them? Is it the safety of our children, our lives, our children's lives, and with all the cocaine that's coming in here? And and here's another thing. We're treating our homeless veterans way with way less respect, and, and we're catering way more to the illegal immigrants than to our homeless veterans. So I do. I have an idea here, and, you know, maybe Tunnels to Towers can work this out because they're very into helping the veterans. Um, in, we, we, they should be providing transportation for homeless veterans to send them to the southern border, get them over Mexico. You know, you got to into Mexico. You got to go through border security. They get in there. They leave their identification behind. They come to the southern border and they'll come in here. They'll change their names. They'll get the treatment they deserve. Really, they deserve even better treatment, but at least they'll get the same as the illegal immigrants are getting. And they deserve it more than the illegal immigrants are getting because they serve this country. What do you think about that idea? No, well, I, 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 no doubt about it, uh, that veterans deserve 300%. To be honest with you, Alex, I'm even tired of discussing it because new administrations come in and we're going to change the way our veterans are being treated and it never seems to really, really, uh, get worse. But you were saying, and I've got to wrap this up, Alex, you were saying that they should be, that veterans, I, I didn't follow, you said they should be brought to the southern border. Yeah, I think, you know, you, there can be an organization that cares for veterans that provide transportation. Well, I got that part, but, but, what, but, but wait, why would they be brought and, to the southern border? Okay, because when they get over the border into Mexico, right. we drop them off there, and then they come back into the United States through the open border. Oh, you're saying, you're saying, you're, you're saying send, you're being a little sarcastic. You're saying send American um, citizens. You know, I, I think I think they deserve the same. No, I got that, that part, but I got and that I'm part. I'm not being sarcastic. But you're, I think so, there should be okay, an organization that, okay, that so does then, that. Okay, so then if that's the case, why would they have to be sent to Mexico if you're not being sarcastic? Because, because when they're here, as of now, the homeless veterans are not getting the treatment that they deserve. They're still out on the streets, hundreds of thousands of them, while the illegal immigrants are right. getting all the treatment. But, but if they, they would be sent to the I, southern border, Alex, they would they're, come they're, in. They're, they're already American citizens. So I, I, I agree with you in theory. Thank you for the call. I agree with you in theory, but the the point is kind of out there uh, to send American veterans to Mexico, and then they come back in and they get the same treatment as as uh, as as migrants. I mean, they, they should get the same treatment, uh, period, without having to go anywhere, period. End of story. Mary Beth, Long Island, good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, always good to hear you. And with this extra hour, that's wonderful. Thank Related you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, two things. First of all, I did call about the Buffalo situation, but... Just hearing you talk about that young girl in Texas. Yes. It just breaks your heart. And it's it's a sin. It's an absolute sin that this child suffered such a horrible death and that her dad has to deal with this now. Horrible, horrible. I I can't I can't imagine. I can't imagine, Mary Beth, a situation. An 11-year-old girl, I mean, she's not even a, a teenager, 
And this this uh this individual, you know, he didn't go get someone his age. He went and picked on an eleven year old girl who couldn't even defend herself. She couldn't even defend herself. So Mary Beth, um, you know, I, I know you wanted to comment. What I want to do is I want you to hold on for a second because I've got to take a break. If you could stay with me, Mary Beth. Dominic Carter here with you on this Sunday evening. We'll, we are here until 1 a.m. And, of course, at 1 a.m., Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll continue to take your calls on the migrant situation, a number of fronts, but also we're going to zero in on former President Donald Trump. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, over the weekend, and I walked past the courthouse with all of the live trucks and I was thinking about all the overtime for the police and the state police that had to be there to guard. you got to protect the media. And they were there all weekend long as I went uh, Saturday evening to a uh, Atlanta Falcons football game. And so where I parked at, I, you know, you walk about five or six blocks and you walk right past the courthouse. But when we when we come back, the former president says... No go on the Republican debate on Wednesday. And it's the right thing to do. He's the only one on that stage with really anything to lose. Wait until we talk about his polling numbers. That's coming up at midnight. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls. Continuing with Mary Beth, Long Island. We're going to Brooklyn, New Jersey Shore, Saratoga, and Queens. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, headed to the uh, top of the hour to midnight. And then we'll start with hour number two. I'm looking at Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Dominic TV, at Dominic TV. Um, I'm looking. You can also send me a comment if you choose to do so that way. Lisa Pure, Lisa says, Dominic TV, Curtis Lee, Frank Morano, amazing right now. Love you all. Great show on 77 WABC, 77 WABC Radio, New York City, Connecticut, New Jersey. Lisa, thank you, and thank you for all the positive comments that um, that you post on um, on Twitter. We really appreciate you. Again, folks, you could reach me at Dominic TV. I was just chatting with Mary Beth on Long Island, and I had to go to a commercial break. Mary Beth is still with me. Go right ahead, Mary Beth. I am, I'm pleasantly surprised by the officials at the State University in Buffalo. I, I truly am. I thought once those number of people were allowed in dormitories, good luck getting them out. So this is encouraging. But I'm wondering how Kathy Hochul feels about this, because isn't she Buffalo born and bred? 
She is. I, I would imagine that this interim president would not make a move such as this without the full backing of the governor of New York, because if she did without the governor's backing, it would be career suicide. So I would imagine the governor may not ever admit it, but I would imagine that Governor Hoku is on board with this move, because, again, it's an interim president at the uh, at the Buffalo State uh, University College. Well, well, that's interesting to find out. Thank you. Um, now, I guess these people will be just put in Buffalo proper. And don't you think they they probably have many, many illegals up there, too? Are they going to let Governor Hochul know, Hochul know how ha- unhappy they are with what's happening off campus in their own communities? Because I'm sure they're having problems, too. Well, the whole thing is a mess. The whole thing is a mess. And you got to give, thank you for the call, Mary Beth. You got to give the victory award, the winning award to Governor Abbott, because Governor Abbott of Texas said all you phonies that talk about how we should handle immigration and sanctuary cities, now it's in your lap and you're folding like a cheap suit. And they are, starting with Mayor Adams. Let's go to Stu in Brooklyn. Good morning, Stu. What's on your well? Good evening. What's on your mind, Stu? Uh, good morning, Dominic. Dominic, if that man from Texas killed the, the perpetrator and he went before a jury, I believe he would not be convicted by any jury in this country. And the point here is, what these people who are running the country are doing are creating an environment where you're going to have vigilantism because. I'll be 87 on my next birthday. I am carrying a piece and a switchblade. Why? I'm not in any position to duke it out with anybody at my age, and I ain't going down without a fight. I dare anybody to stop me and create a problem, and that's what has been created in the society, which is absolutely lawless at this point. Stu, I hear you, and it shouldn't be that way where you feel you have to protect yourself, but it is that way. I think we all can relate to that father, any father that happened to walk in on a situation like that. It's not going to end pretty. Your 11-year-old baby sexually assaulted and stuffed into a bag by this animal. Hour number two is coming up. Stay with us, folks. W-A-B-C. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning, August 21st, 2023. Dominic Carter here with you, our number two. We will continue with your calls on the migrant issue, but the Republicans will debate the Republicans for president Wednesday. Will it be interesting in Milwaukee? Yes. Compelling must-watch TV? Absolutely not. No Trump, no tremendous interest. And let's face it. Let's face it, folks. The Republican race for president, I told you from day one, Oh, Dominic, let's see what happened. DeSantis, DeSantis, I told you he was going nowhere. He's not ready for prime time. Maybe I told you he wasn't vetted yet. We didn't know how he would do on a national stage. Now we know. 
this race on the Republican side was over even before it started. So perhaps, perhaps one can say this debate Wednesday night is to audition perhaps for number two on the Trump ticket, maybe to audition for a cabinet post, maybe, but it's not for the nomination. (laughs) That's over. Donald Trump owns that. And I am telling you, there is a strong, very strong, very good possibility that he is headed back to the White House. Don't listen to what the media tells you. Well, Dominic, how could you say that? Well, one, I've been pretty good at predicting. Everyone says, oh, 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 I predicted the first time that Trump would win. No, no, you didn't. Stop lying. Pull the tape. I was ridiculed for predicting that Trump would win. I was ridiculed for predicting that Bloomberg would win in a Democratic city. Oh, you're only saying that, Dominic, because of his money? No. It's very easy to to figure out. All you have to do is touch the pulse of the people. Are Democrats as energized? When I say Democrats, I mean Biden voters. Are they as energized as Trump supporters are? Absolutely not. Which means that Trump supporters are going to vote in large numbers. They may not tell the pollsters, but they are going to vote in large numbers. So I'm looking at a uh, statement from the former president of the United States, and let's open up the phone lines. I'm going to take your calls, the ones we have left on migrants, and then we're going to move into the Trump issue, 800-848-WABC this morning, 800-848-9222. This is the statement that uh, Mr. Trump uh, put on his social media. He says, uh, and I'm quoting here verbatim, new CBS poll just out has me leading the field by, quote, legendary numbers. Trump, 62 46 points over above the sanctimonious, that's his term, not mine, who he adds is crashing like an ailing bird. That's what he says about, that's what Mr. Trump says about Mr. DeSantis. Uh, Ramaswamy uh, at 7%, Pence 5, Scott 3 Haley to his word here, sloppy Chris Christie, 2%, quote, Ada Hutchinson, 1%. Mr. Trump goes on to state, the public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much more. I will quote, and he has this part uh, capitalized, I will therefore not be doing the debates. And he has an S on the end, which means that it is plural. More than one. Trump stating no debates. On the Republican side, at least. And it's smart. Because 
Some of you are going to tell me now, well, you know, you, you have to audition and you, the people have to hear you. That, that sounds good in a, in a perfect world. But if you're this far ahead, why would you open yourself up to attacks? As Trump has said himself from people that are at one, two, three, four, five percent of the polls. Why would you open yourself up to DeSantis? When he's in single digits, basically, and and you're forty six percent ahead, just doesn't make sense. Let's uh let's continue with your calls. We're taking calls. We're talking Trump this hour, but we're continuing on the migrant issue. Let's go to Rocco, Rocco, and Saratoga. Good morning, Rocco. What's on your mind? Good, good, good morning, Dom. I, I can't go into a, a rant right now. My heart is broken for that father. 11-year-old girl. That's just not right. Let's please pray for him. I'm sorry, Dom. I'm sorry. No, okay. I got it together. Hold on. Uh, oh, God. I, I, um, I feel I feel you, Rocco. I, I think every every uh, every young father, um, I, you, you know, I, I don't mean this to sound sexist, but, but when you're a father of a girl, it is a very special bond. It is a very special relationship. And as a father, you know, with all, with all of your children, you know, your primary responsibility is to take care of your children, male or female. But when you have a little girl, you know that she's vulnerable and it's your job to be there for her. And this little girl is 11 years old. She's just starting to become a woman. And this, whatever, Rocco, you're going to violate her and you're 18 years old? Anyway, go ahead, Rocco. Yeah, no, it's just not right. That's what we have to prevent. We can't let them come in illegally. This guy was a, a sex maniac or something. And took advantage of this poor girl left at home by her father. Working in, maybe he's an immigrant, but he's legal. He has a job, right? He was going to work and left her to fend for herself. And this animal took advantage. Get him and hang him by a noose. Rocco, that would be too good for him. You're right. He should rot in prison. Make him rot. Put him in with the M16s. Put him in with the gangbangers and let them. They they don't like guys like that. They have families. They have kids, too. He'll he'll see what it's like to suffer. Make him suffer. Send him to prison and keep him there. I don't even know if that's good enough for him, Rocco. Um, I'm spent. I got to go and pray for him, for, for everyone. America, truth, justice, and Trump forever. Well, Rocco, thank you for uh, for joining us. And um, I, I think anybody listening to the program could could relate to to your emotional display. I mean, this girl, 11 years old, dad's at work. He says, don't open the door. You know, she's inquisitive. Whatever sweet talking this guy did to her. And then he sexually assaults her and, um, and puts her, her body in a bag under her bed. 11, a migrant, 11 years old. Let's go to, uh, Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. And uh, I think Rocco said it pretty good. God bless that little angel. She's in heaven. 
Uh, if it was up to me, I'd uh, string him, you know. But I put that guy in the electric chair, and I would raise the voltage slowly until he croaks out. After he does about four years in prison, so they they can get a little justice on the uh, inside. Uh, I think Curtis should uh, pro- uh, protest in front of the, uh, the bus terminal. The Port Authority shut that down and get more publicity that way. And as far as the school up in uh, the, the, the Buffalo there, good. About time that the, the, uh, the people around here are starting to stand up and do something about this matter. I, uh, the union should be involved in this. Uh, how, how can uh, the, the, the custodians and stuff, they're hired to clean for the school and the students, not for illegal people. I mean, you know, the, the union should be saying, you get them out of here. We're not cleaning. Uh, we're not sending, we're not teaching, you know, all these unions should get together and, uh, all the other unions should start backing them up and shut the whole city down and, and, uh, chase the migrants out. I, I hear you, Mike, uh, as you're speaking, what I'm thinking about is it's the 21st of uh, August. So the new school year is about to start. And imagine if you are a principal, just imagine the problems that you have on your hand right now, right? So whatever the class size happened to be, Mike, in each class, it's now going to be probably at a minimum double that because of the migrant issue. And you've got to educate the children, and now you need children that need uh uh, to learn English, it's just, it's it's an absolute nightmare, Mike. No, no matter no matter how you look at this, Mike. I I appreciate. Go ahead. To, go ahead. One more thing. They also have to be inoculated. I mean, all these kids. That's they, right. There's no telling what the the uh, viruses or inoculations or anything these these uh, immigrants have. Agreed. I mean, uh, you know, they're going to just start passing on. Because once school starts, that's when the germs fly. And you know, you know, Mike, what I'm also thinking about, right? So this 11 year old girl sexually assaulted, killed. The suspect that's been arrested is a is a migrant, 18 year old migrant, right? So who's the politician to explain? And the father found her body. And now remember, we we're doing the sanitized version on the. Uh, on the radio, right? right? So he's 18, she's 11, she's a little girl. Yeah. So imagine what that looked like when the yeah. father found her body. Imagine what his little girl, and I'm sure there was blood everywhere. Dominic, if I, if I was that person's neighbor, I, I, there'd, there'd be no way. To, I'd just tell him, you, you take care of what you got to do for your family. And I'll take care of that mutt. And that's how it would be. That that would be too easy and too too good for this individual. But what and I and I hear you, Mike. I I'm not I'm not I'm not commenting one way or the other because um you know, I do have a responsibility as a broadcaster. Yes, I understand. But um to those of you that know my personality, just think about that in times at times a thousand. That's what my reaction would be. In a situation like this, I want to know which politician. Thank you for the call, Mike. Really appreciate it. We're taking your calls, folks. I'm trying to take more of your calls this morning since we have the time. 
two-hour program talking the issue of migrants, a number of issues that's going on up in Buffalo. One school said no, no, and hell no. Get them out of here. The kids are coming back to college. We don't care about we had an agreement. Get out the 44 migrants. And it was the right thing to do. I almost feel like that song, Oh, Happy Days. Oh, happy days. I, I don't, I, Curtis tells me I can't sing, so I better not sing. But anyway, that's how I feel about this. Finally, somebody stood up to the, to the migrants. Then you have this 11 year old girl, right? And I want to know which politician is going to sit down and say, well, daddy, um, we're sorry that your 11 year old daughter was violated and sexually abused and sexually assaulted and murdered and stuffed into a bag and placed under her bed by an 18 year old migrant. But you know, we, we have to keep the Southern border open. We, who's going to explain that to this father? Who's going to explain that situation? We are also discussing right now, we're taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're discussing that former President Trump says he will skip the first GOP presidential debate on Wednesday. He says the Republican debate, the public knows who I am. And he goes even further to strongly indicate that he will not do any Republican deb- debates this uh, this uh, presidential uh, season. Let's go to um, let's go to uh, Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Dominic. Always a pleasure. You know, Dominic. First and foremost. I feel so bad for that family of that little girl. Um, that creature, that 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 thing that that killed, that murdered her, not allegedly. That creature that murdered her. He should. He. I don't believe. I believe what everybody's saying right now. I don't. I'm not into public hangings, but for that thing, yeah, public hanging would be would be appropriate. Uh, you know, Dominic. Getting back to my issue, my main issue. Curtis is doing exactly the right thing. You know, he is, he's, he's standing up for what he believes in. And I love it. I wish he would have became mayor of New York. Unfortunately he didn't, but he's doing the right thing. Unfortunately, this is, this is like beating a dead horse. Every time he does it, it seems like Adams or Hochul, whoever it is, is pushing back and, and, and giving these migrants more power. Um, and it really, really, really irks me that that's happening. And I know Curtis is trying to stop it and he's trying his hardest and he's getting arrested and he's making, you know, he's making a statement. But at the end of the day, I, I believe that it's all in, in vain. And it's really sad because, uh, Curtis is, is, is a guy of passion. He's a man of, of conviction. And I really, really appreciate that for what he's doing. Dominic, have a great night. Well, thank you, Frank. Uh, the call in uh, from Maine this morning. Uh, no matter what, you can you can bank on it. You can bet on it. Curtis Lee will continue doing what he's going to do. He says he's going to uh, engage in civil disobedience Sunday at uh, Gracie Mansion. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Right now, we are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. The primary topic, Trump says no go on Republican debates. 
And here's a, here's a good example, right? So Trump is currently leading. I'm going right back to your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. In a moment, I'm going to Kathy and Franklin Lake. Trump is currently leading. And you can mix this up any way you want to. He's leading the Republican pack by 41 percentage points. 41, according to the recent polls compiled by Real Real Clear Politics, placing him at 55.5%. His closest competitor... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis follows at 14.5%. So if you're Trump, why would you sit down and debate? And I do feel bad for the other Republican candidates, because without Trump on the stage, you might as well do your best snoring impersonation. Let's face it, he's he's the life of the party, period. The life of the campaign. And he's going to uh, be on Twitter with uh, former uh, Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Uh, apparently, the Times is reporting. It's already been uh, recorded. And it will air online at the same time as the debate. Here's a prediction I have. Trump's ratings for an online Twitter interview will probably do better than the Republican debate on Fox News on television, cable news on 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 uh on Wednesday. So basically about forty eight hours from now. Kathy Franklin Lake, good morning. What's on your mind? Uh hi Dominic. Uh more than a few things are on my mind. Um The first thing is this. I think it would be great for Curtis to organize the Guardian Angels to do what he's doing and to have them be active in this. He alone cannot do it. And number two, I really feel for the police, the principals, the teachers, and the kids from kindergarten to pre-K, all the way up. This is a tinderbox already exploding. We don't know who's here. We don't know their affiliations. It is a crime against humanity. And I've been thinking about this a lot, Dominic. Can you hear me? I'm listening to you loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Listen, to do this to the country is absolutely insane. No gated community, no local town would allow people just to come on in. Not know. It's tough enough for good cops to apprehend people. How they? How are they going to deal with this? It I, is absurd. I, I agree. It is beyond absurd. It is scary, and it is not American. I hope that people are deported and arrested. Seriously, those who are here with no credentials, what is the drawing line? They're, they're They're being given everything. It is absurd. 
I, 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 Kathy, I, I couldn't have said it better than the way you just did. I mean, and that's why that's I'm applauding. Well, well, but, but no, but, but I, but, but well, well, if you can use one, you just got it. Uh, because I couldn't have said it better. The college up in Buffalo, I'm so proud of those officials for somebody finally standing up and saying, no, hell no, get out. And that has to happen at the local school system level. It's going to happen in a couple of weeks. People that haven't had vaccine, we couldn't go to school without being vaccinated to the love right. of God. Right. So right. this is absurd. Right. It is. It's. It's going to make us weak. Internet. It's. It's making. It's. I don't even want to say what I saw down the shore. I'm going to say it. I was down the shore. And I love people. I love immigrants who are here legally. Unbelievable what I saw. I saw hordes of crowds of people looking lost between Asbury Park and Ocean Grove. Not a family, not people just leisurely walking of all races and backgrounds. I love people. I worked in Newark. I worked in Patterson. I worked. In the Hamptons, I worked on the, I work everywhere when I work. And what I saw down the shore was so scary. We're talking like a hundred people in a crowd at nine o'clock at night on the boardwalk with little kids, all ages, lost, waiting for transportation. I didn't see it once, Dominic. I saw it five times within a two mile walk. Wow. And they said, we're here. We don't know where we're going. We're lost. And that's what they were saying to each other through a translator. And I, I don't want to take up more of your time. I've never seen it before. I saw it. And I feel for these people. But we are, the, the, the government is complicit in this. Agreed. I would like to, you know, I love this country, but I've been through hell. Okay, my rights and all of that. Everybody, most people know. I'd like to go to Canada sometimes. It breaks my heart because I think maybe I could start again. I couldn't walk into Canada and set myself up. You know that, Dominic. I would cross over. Maybe as a migrant, but but not not as an American. But even as migrant, you know, I could seek asylum for torture. I don't know. But what I'm saying is you can't just go to Canada without papers. You know, it's interesting, Kathy, and I I thank you for the call and and have a beautiful morning. So I I have uh, delivered maybe four speeches in Canada, right? And to your point, what you were just talking about, every time um, when I've gone past the border or through their immigration officials. They want to see exactly where I'm speaking. They run a full criminal background before I can come in right there. They, uh, they call the officials where I'm their keynote speaker in Canada. It's a whole process where the entire time you're standing there, at least in my case, and you felt like, Whoa, 
there's no guarantee that I'm going to be let into the country, meaning Canada. Even though I had all my credentials, they they didn't assume anything. I was vetted <laughs> in, in their process. The first thing they said to me was, show us the flyer at the event where in Canada, here in Canada where you're a keynote speaker. And I make sure that I travel with all of that stuff. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to uh, Audrey in New Jersey. We're going to go to uh, Dave in Pennsylvania, Charles in Queens, and Frank in Highland. Uh, I don't know if we have the right, is it Audrey in, in Brooklyn, or or we're not sure. Okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. We will continue with your calls in just a moment. So I'm... uh, Looking at my Twitter, and uh, Lisa Pure has another uh, tweet. You can reach me at Dominic TV. You can follow me. You can tweet me. Uh, and Lisa says, I was just describing what I had to go uh, through traveling to Canada as a speaker. And Lisa says that she went through exactly the same as a singer like I did when she went on tour in Canada and she also says Janet was a great caller just now. God bless. Thank you, Lisa, for your uh, your tweet. So, folks, true story. So I'm, we're going to go to your calls in just one second. Resume your calls. I'm going to start with Dave in Pennsylvania in just a moment. But this is a true story, and we, we see all the calls. We, uh, we're going to get to your calls. And coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. But this is a true story. So the other day, I'm in Shoprite, up by uh, up by me in Rockland County, and whenever I'm whenever I'm doing something that involves charcoal, right? Um, I I have these devices that you stuff them with the charcoal, and you put the paper underneath, and it it creates like a chimney effect, and you know you get away from lighter fluid. And so on this one, but, but it's time consuming. You got to get it lit. And sometimes it just takes a while and then it smokes for a good 15 minutes before the entire thing heats up and then it's ready to cook. It's also more environmentally friendly, I believe. So the other day I'm like, heck it. I'll get, I'll get, uh, some lighter fluid and I go into the supermarket and I kid you not. The small was five dollars and change for not not lighter fluid. Matt Blaze, what is it? What is it when you cook? When you when you're barbecuing? The charcoal? Not, not, not lighter fluid. Lighter, lighter fluid. fluid. Yeah. Okay, lighter yeah. fluid. Okay, you use lighter fluid or you use a gas grill? What I have a fluid? gas propane tank. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I, I have one of those, but 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 I, okay, but I use that for what for what's uh it's, it's called like a griddle, like like they do in the um. In the diners. When, right, 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 I, right. You know, but anyway, okay. So I'm going, Matt, to get, how much do you pay for your lighter fluid? Well, the propane 
And that's I mean, about twenty dollars to fill it yeah, up. Yeah, because you, you will you trade in the tank, right? Well, you get you a new tank. Why don't get a new tank? Because I bought my tank, so I just oh. I just go and put the gas in. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks. Okay. The lighter fluid, I would say, I don't know. I feel like I'm on the prices right, trying to name yeah, prices. Name that price, <laughs> right? Yeah, like at the grocery store. I want to say lighter fluid. I don't know, ten bucks. Okay, that's pretty. So then, so you're in reality, and I'm in. I'm out of touch. I was incensed. I was furious. I looked at the lighter fluid, Matt Blaze, and it said nine ninety five. Well, how how much? I think it was sixty four ounces or something. Nine ninety five for what? You think that's okay for lighter fluid? Sixty four ounces. That's isn't that a gallon? No, well, maybe it, it was. Maybe it was twenty eight. I don't know. But it was it was nine dollars and, and almost ten dollars, and I almost walked out the store. Really? But then I I just couldn't believe that what I was looking at, I just couldn't believe it. So maybe 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 you're grounded in reality and I'm not. Maybe I'm just cheap, you know. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, Dominic. <laughs> but you got a gas grill and you're buying lighter fluid. No, no, I have I have several. I didn't want to say that. I oh, have okay. a smoker. I have a gas. I, not a, a, a gas device where, where you can cook on a flat top. I forgot. It's, the name is escaping. I got like four devices. I, right. you know. And so anyway, our boss, the owner operator of the station, John Katsimatidis, appeared on the Fox Business Channel and he was talking food prices, right? And he was also talking about a potential recession. I want you folks to listen to this. Then we'll get back to the issue of migrants. Trump not doing the uh, debate Wednesday. We'll be going right back to your telephone calls. But first, John Katsimatidis on the Fox Business Channel talking a potential recession. John Katsimatidis, you've seen these moves firsthand uh, running the grocery empire that you do. And you were the one to say many times it's all about oil. Gasoline uh, spiked during the month of July. So you're probably and June. So you're probably uh, not surprised to see this spike. But gasoline is elevated. And I'm wondering if it's more of an August story meaning these numbers will continue to elevate as oil prices stay high. Well, there's there's an economic war going on in the world. Uh, There's parts of the world, uh, Russia and uh, uh, the OPEC nations, that want $85 oil. There's parts of the world, North America, we want $65 oil. For whom do the bells toll? I mean, it's obvious. Now, uh, Russia needs the money to wage their war in Ukraine. Uh, Russia needs their money. Now they've started a war in Africa that nobody knows about. But the Wagner Group that's part of Russia has taken over five countries in in Africa. And and they need the money, so they want $85, $90 oil. Uh, OPEC wants their money because they want it. And you know who's getting poorer? Uh, Like we've always said, Maria, the American people are getting poorer because of the price Mm. of oil and the price of food. And the prices are not going to go down until Washington realizes what the heck is going on. Mm. The American uh, CEO wants to see stability. They want to see, okay, Washington is on our side. And then they don't get that feeling right now, Maria. John Katsimatidis, the owner-operator of WABC on the Fox Business Channel. And we, the people, are the ones that are being hit the hardest. I was, again, incensed. 
that I looked at lighter fluid, and it was almost $10. Are you buying meat, Dominic? Do you see how the price is steak and that kind of stuff? But it's, it seems like the steak is slowly starting to come down. However, to your point, yeah. if I go to get some ribeyes, yeah. God help me. It's insane. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like thirty thirty five dollars, if not a little more, right. for, for two steaks. Yeah, I mean, I remember I used to go to Costco, mm-hmm. and you buy, you know, you buy in bulk, so they would have the four pack at Costco, and it was like I'm talking a few years ago, thirty five dollars, depending on the weight. Now that same four pack is like sixty eight dollars. Wow, seventy dollars. See, I, I like Costco, but I don't like Costco. Because you end up no matter when. Every you're there. time I go in there, I end up spending five hundred dollars. Even though, yeah. even though I went in to buy uh, one item, right? And then I'm going, oh, this is a good price. Oh, that's a great price. Oh, I like this. Oh, I want that. And on and on and on. Uh, oh, they have the whole fajita mix. <laughs> Look, they got the lime, they got the cheese, they got right. the sour cream. Twenty-five dollars. Oh, wow. oh, Twenty-five dollars. Oh, look at this! Right. A big tub of potato salad. Right. I gotta right. have that. Right. Then they have. Oh, I can sample this. Oh, let me right. take a little sample. Oh, let me right. buy one of those. And I can buy Oscar. I don't know what the price is now, but I, I, you, you used to could buy from Costco's Oscar Mayer bacon three packs for ten dollars. Oh yeah. Well, it comes I, in I, a I three pack. I don't know what I don't know what the price is now, so I, I don't know. Let's get back to the uh, telephone calls on the issue of migrants, on the issue of Trump says no go on Republican uh, debates, and he is expected. As I said, I was down in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, this weekend at the Falcons game, and I walked past the courthouse, and it was fun for once not walking past as a member of the media, right? So all the satellite trucks, this was uh, Saturday night. It was about 7.30 p.m., and they had to have police on each side to protect the equipment. And and downtown Atlanta, you think we got it rough here in New York, the homeless problem, and it, it was a little rough. But anyway, let's go back to the telephone calls, Dave in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, hi, Dominic. Uh, do you have a Weber? I have uh that you know it's funny you say that Dave because um 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 I'm going to get in trouble now that's that's my next thing and the Weber that I want the cheapest one I think was $2000 is that about right No no oh my god it I, it didn't used to be it's round uh, it comes with a lid it's it's the best way to cook uh meat and, and it's a gas but, grill right no, 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 no. It's Coles. Oh, it's Coles. oh, you mean the Weber like that? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm moving on up George Jefferson style. So, <laughs> but anyway, nah, Dave, moving, I, Dave, Dave's talking yes. about the, the tailgate Weber grill. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. You see, you see, Dave, if I'm going to tailgate and so on, right? I want, I want to, I want to do it up, right? I want to, I want to use my griddle, which I currently have. I want to hook up the satellite TV, you know, everything. But go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Okay, um, there used to be a, a, this guy on the radio, his name was Bob Grant. He used to say that uh, um, when people serve notice to society that they're not fit to live in society, they should be dispatched. Now, this is uh, my fantasy uh, about this guy that murdered that little girl. If it can be proved without a doubt, allegedly murdered, uh, without a doubt that he did this, then he should be dispatched immediately.
for his meeting with Jesus to discuss his behavior. And that's for two reasons. The first reason is that a message needs to be sent, sent that if you do this, this is where you're going. And the second thing is that society should not be burdened with feeding him one bowl of rice because he's not worthy. And this idea of rotting in jail, no, let, let, let him rot another way. Okay, so hey, fine, Dave, get I, yourself a Weber. Dave, I hear you, and I, I guess I will get a, a Weber. And, and I'm looking at now the third uh, tweet from Lisa. She's on a roll this morning. Um, she says here, Dave, and um, and Matt Blaze, she says uh, Omaha Steaks 50% off online now. And she says that you and I, Matt, we should go check it out. And so she's uh, laughing. And Dave is telling us to get a uh, portable Weber with the charcoal. And may- maybe I will, Dave. Maybe, maybe. Well, Matt, thank you for the call, Dave. Matt, what do you think? Why not? I mean, you got the smoker. You seem to got four grills. You got a whole little chef barbecue yes, I have outfit an, going on. I have an Orion smoker. And, of course, my family don't like smoked meat. So it's like, why did I what? spend a few hundred dollars for this thing? And whatever. And then, and then, and then you, then you have the pool and nobody gets in the pool and within the house, but I got to put all these chemicals in every week. And it's like, ugh. we need to have a party at your house, Dominic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you heard what Sid said last week, so I don't know about the party, you know, anyway, Matt Blaze, thank you very much, folks. I see your calls. I promise we're going to get right back to them, but we have got to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, I mentioned Audrey in New Jersey. We'll go to her. LQ in the Bronx is standing by. Charles in Queens, Frank in Highland. Frank Morano is coming up at the top of the hour at 1 a.m. I will be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The headline on this reads, Gotham City with no Batman. Gotham City with no Batman. Two robbers opened fire in a Manhattan bodega over the weekend, shooting a clerk in the groin area and pistol-whipping a customer, according to the NYPD. This broke out at uh, Essex Convenience on East 116th Street in Spanish Harlem at around 11.15 p.m. Friday. Surveillance footage shows the masked suspects in dark hooded sweatshirts, each uh, having a firearm inside the store, A 34-year-old worker was shot after he refused to cough up his phone. The assailants also dragged a 22-year-old customer to the back of the store and pistol-whipped him, according to the NYPD. Right back to our telephone lines here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Audrey in New Jersey, good morning. What's on your mind? Dominic, you have a good show, and God bless you. Thank I you. think you're sent from heaven. Listen, I want to tell you, I'm I'm worried about Friday. There, there, there. It'd be, it looks like entrapment to me. All those people they indict you or something, and, and have them all there in the same place. Everybody, they're suing uh, Sydney Powell. They're suing her for a billion point one million. Judy, Rudy Giuliani. Everybody there, and and Trump. Oh yes, and they're going to take the mugshot. 
Oh, they're terrible. No, I'm I'm from outside of Millville, New Jersey. <clears throat> and I just wanted to tell you, I'm afraid it's a trap to get rid of all of them at once. Somebody's going to do something. That's what I, I don't trust anything. I, I don't hardly go anywhere or nothing. I get somebody to go to the store for me, a neighbor or something, that's all. Right, and it shouldn't be that way. But what part, uh, Miss Audrey, do you believe is a trap? Oh, the, the courtroom thing. Because Giuliani said on his show if you, last week, he said, well, well we're going to be in a cage. He, that's the way he said he's talking. We're all going to be there, and, and we're going to, he said, and Trump, you know, and he, that's all he said. He said, we're, 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 we're in a cage. That, what's that tell you? Right there, the word cage. God, I've been trying to get through. I waited two hours till the show went off the air to, to try to get through with this. I'm afraid that they're going to, it's going to be all at once. They're going to white map, like Kennedy. How many people told him not to go to Dallas? Adlai Stevenson told him, don't go to Dallas. See, when they want to get rid of somebody, they do. Remember the Alger Hiss case and Nixon. That was on that. They they painted the witness stand with something because they didn't want a certain man uh, testifying that had a funny habit of rubbing his hand around his mouth. I'm telling you, honey child, wake up and smell the coffee. Well, Audrey, you, Audrey, something wrong. Audrey, I, I I hope and pray that okay. I hope and pray that that you are are wrong with your assessment. We will see we will see uh how this all plays out. The indignity of having to uh go through all of this. So I, I, I feel you, Audrey, because as I was looking and now again, I, I wasn't there as a journalist in Atlanta over the weekend and so it was fun. It wasn't work. It wasn't, you know, deadlines with a live report at the top of the hour. I was there as a spectator just watching. And looking at the courthouse, and remember, uh, Mr. Trump is supposed to surrender to the courthouse, we believe. Many of the others have to surrender to the local jail. But even reporting to the courthouse, the indignity of the former president of the United States, and we've got some clown sheriff bragging that a mugshot will be taken, even if it's going to be taken. Do you really have to try and play to your base uh, in front of the television camera at the expense of the former president of the United States? You know, Charles, I hope you're still with us in Queens. You've been holding for a while, and I do apologize. Good morning to you, Charles. Good morning, Dominic. Yes, it's been a while. Um, yeah, my uh, my uh, statement is... To- this, hopefully this protest that that's being done by Curtis and and you're helping out with Curtis also with the Mike and Frank and hopefully that this protest can go with to Alvin Bragg who's who's victimizing the victims and letting the criminals um, with the turnstile no bail no jail and hopefully our protesting can do some good and help the victims and protest against these progressive leaders, these like AOC. And I, I'm, I'm just hoping I can be part of it. Well, I, I hear you. Uh, thank you very much for your call, Charles. So I'm looking at, um, at my Twitter and Michael Pagan says, Hey, Dom, lighter fluid prices follow gas prices. So that's interesting. Um, that, you know, it's a derivative of a fossil fuel, thus the price. Well, it, it, it looks like you are correct, Michael, because I was deeply offended in ShopRite 
and I'm looking at lighter fluid, and it was like nine ninety five for lighter fluid. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Oh, You're right. It's it's the same. So yeah, it was sixty four ounces. Nine seventy nine. Okay. So you're for right there. Fluid. First, yeah. For you to light it and burn it. Yep. Nine seventy nine. Wow. Let's go to uh, Edward. Thank you, Matt Blaze. Let's go to Edward in Florida. Good morning, Edward. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about this economy. We're going up to the eight percent on the mortgage interest in Panama, the Panama Canal. You have a parking lot of two hundred ships. One of the um, yes, company yes. owners is a yeah is a Chinese Liberation Army sympathizer, and they they I can't get through years. right. They can't get through one canal. They can't get through right, right. Oh, so expect inflation to be going up again, again. It's and and how, Edward, how does that make you feel seeing the uh, the optics, the video of that? Not very good. And I tell you, um, I'm listening to different programs. You're going to hear a lot more people complaining about the fact that uh, the economy is not in the forefront. And instead, Mr. Trump and Mr. Hunter Biden is more in the forefront, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we we thank you uh, for the telephone call. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it is something that needs to be talked about. So I'm looking at an email now from Betty Davies and uh, Betty says, um, uh um, well, I'm lit, or is this mail? But anyway, the email says I'm listening right now on the radio, and they said there's no Batman, but ah, there is one Donald Trump. Good point there. Good, good point. Let's go to LQ and the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, good morning. Blessings uh, to all, Dominic. Um, Norman invited me, uh, and I met all the listeners to go. Uh, I guess, and Curtis really to go to uh, uh, Staten Island uh, today. I went, and uh, love you, um, Norman, but I was late, but I went there and got it. The, the place is humongous, but um, it's if you take, you have to take the, the 51 bus, it runs a long way on um, Father Capitano Boulevard, long way. They don't want what um, they they not they just they want more than that property. They want mouths and mouths. If they get that property, which is big, they're gonna have mouths and mouths of that boulevard too, because it's it's near the water. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a beautiful. I don't know if you know anyone that lives over there. It is magnificent view. They're gonna have mouths. If they get that property, they want. Mouth and mouth of it that is going to make it look like the Roosevelt um, Hotel over in that area. So this is a trap, and um, Curtis knows it, and the people out there know it. I spoke to three people separately over there. I was very late, and they they said they very aware that community community is very aware of what Curtis is doing, and please keep it up and, and protest because it. It is beautiful over there, and that's what if they get that property. Forget about it; it's going to be destroyed, Dominic. I hear you, LQ. Thank you for your perspective. Let's go from the Bronx to Highland. Let's say good morning to Frank. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you. Um, the the uh, 
today we can do something that we couldn't do in any other history. And what we can do, it's like a voice of America, and it turns into the voice of the world, and we consistently command that we stop this war, not only in Ukraine, we can stop all wars with our voices and put it out there to Biden and all government leaders and and everyone uh, just keep putting it out. And um, right, Frank, be, it, it, it says you wanted to talk about migrants. That's what it says here on my screen. Well, the migrants would go would, would, would go back. They would be they would be sent back and even to rebuild because resources. You see, peace is providence where and profiteering. And we have so many beautiful ideas for that. But in war, it's profiteering. We've got to stop the profiteers of war and we've got to make it illegal. Profiteering in war is, listen, even though it would be on Biden's watch, we would keep him out of prison if he also commanded. And China wants peace. And what the future holds is that we will have bits of militaries from all over the world, led by America, that would go in and protect the lawmakers who are called arbiters of peace committees. Okay. And this will end all war and resources. I, 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 hear, I hear you, Frank, but, but that, that's another whole topic for another day, and we just don't have the time to, uh, to get to that. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time permitting, I will go back to your calls, but first, uh, we, we're kind of tight here on time. I want to bring in Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. One, how was your weekend? Two, what do you have coming up? Terrific. Weekend was great. We got some nice weather for the most part. Uh, got a lot done. It always seems like we got a lot done, but it goes quick. Hey, uh, everyone's watching this uh, tropical storm, Hillary. It's going to yes. be the first time that this part of California has been hit with a tropical storm in anyone's memory. So we have the go-to weather authority. He's in California right now. The one and only Lloyd Lindsay Young is going to join me in about 20 minutes to tell people what we should expect to hear out of California in the next 12 hours, really. It seems like whenever you have Lloyd on, it's always something very bad, but yeah. I guess that's what he does, you know, so. Unfortunately, you know, you don't have a lot of weather segments about what a nice day it is, so. Right. Hey, Dominic in Brooklyn, you've got 15 seconds, my friend. You're talking to Dominic and Frank. Go right ahead. Yeah, this is a great career. Uh, listen, Dominic, uh, we need a recall law in New York. Okay, a recall law in New York. Dominic, right, I would have it in California. Right. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea, I Frank Morano. I completely Marano. agree with that. I so said we, the same the, thing the with George The three of us Sanders. agree. Dominic in Brooklyn, thank you. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight is coming up. I will be back in 24 hours. Folks, have a great day. Keep it right here. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.